0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I'm choking on my coffee, and you are... <laughs> Burning my tongue on mine, so we're right there. <laughs> All right, good deal. Um, how was your weekend, sir? Oh, it was a joy, man. Did I we have a weekend? I don't even know what happened. You know, for two minute.
1: Saturdays in a row, it's rained, you know, yes. like enough to I'm start thinking about building an ark.
0: Right, yeah, it's rained enough to ruin any kind of roofing plans you may have for me, too, so I kind of haven't been really doing a whole lot, so...
1: But. I did finally Friday at I think two o'clock. Got the all clear that my grades were correct. Yay. Hey, honey, they were correct on Monday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the heads up. I do my job. (laughs) Thanks for that proverbial pat on the back. Appreciate you. Attaboy. Somebody, now this is crazy.
1: We had a department meeting and the lady messed up, man. We had one retiring, like that was her last day ever. Now, what one word describes this semester before anybody could say anything? They were trying to type it in the chat. She hit her mic. She goes, hell.
0: Absolute hell. <laughs> like, oh, she's right. <laughs> At least one like Andrew's guy that was uh, dogging the, meet, oh, God. the Zoom meeting in front of everybody when his mic wasn't muted. I wonder if that guy still has a job today. I don't know. it would be like anything else in those industries, though, that somebody will hire him in the same position. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like me when I worked at SunTrust, and uh, I was known as Marco Polo. Did I ever tell you this story? No, I heard that there was an email, but that's as far as I know. Yeah, so um, this person, a brand new hire somewhere in Virginia, had messaged the entire company. She didn't reply all, and uh, which is a big no, no, you don't do it, but, but she didn't know. So one person commented and said, hey, uh, you're replying to the whole company. Please uh, check your email. That should have been it. Everybody with common sense knows that's the end of it. But no, everybody that thought they had a little more power in the company than they really did was like, you just email the whole company. You need to get with your branch manager, blah, blah, blah. And it just kept going on and on. And like, so people would, I'm like, as long as people respond, people are going to keep putting stuff on there. And I was bored, so I just typed Marco in capital letters. And then instantly somebody said Polo. And then there was another person that said Polo. This is company wide going to the bank president. Everybody, I didn't give a shit. I was done with that job, anyways. In between my ears, I did not want to be there anymore. And, uh, cause I was a terrible employee. Um, and, uh, finally somebody, uh, texts fish out of water. <laughs> and that's when my phone rang at my desk. <laughs> and I answered it. And, uh, it was like, this is area manager, blah, 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 from the something, something district guy. What are you doing? What is this Marco? Uh, email and I said, Well, have you ever been in a swimming pool at any time in, in your, your childhood? childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were like, What? And I was like, You know, Marco Polo. I was like, As long as people keep responding to this email, it's just going to keep going and going and going. And people don't have enough sense in the company to stop responding to it. So I got tired of reading everybody blasting this person on their first day at work. So I tried to lighten the mood. And then uh, I hung up the phone and then my phone rang again immediately. And it was my branch manager at this time. I said, Do not respond to another email. I said, duly noted. Check. Check. So I went to training up in Tennessee and we're in this room. All these other people that has the same job I have. And, uh, so we have to stand up and say our name and where Did we're you from. you Marco Polo? No, I stood up and said, hey, my name's Rob West. I'm in Northwest Georgia territory. And this guy said, Marco Polo's here. And everybody's like, it's Marco Polo. Like, we didn't have cell phones anymore. We took selfies. So, uh, but uh, I imagine I would have been. Uh, the selfie king. I would have been SunTrust famous. Uh, or truest famous, if you will now. So. Yeah, truest. Yeah. Truest. Yeah. yeah, lots of lots of hurt feelings on that job. And, they take uh, themselves a lot more serious than. I have so many terrible stories that I could tell uh, working. Oh, I worked with a guy one time. I think
1: after I, I think I signed my third contract. We hired a guy, and we were standing out, and the principal come up and said something one day, and you know you could lose your job. And he said, "I tell you something." He goes, "And I mean this with all due respect. I had a job, and after this one, I'll have another job." Yeah. And I was looking for
0: one when you called me. So yeah, don't think this. You're the only school. It's gonna hire That's me. That's exactly right. And my area manager had called me off because me and the, <clears throat> me and my branch manager, man, we butted heads like nonstop because she was a moron and I was not I had banking experience and she did not. And she was amazing. That's turned into a Dr. Seuss book. It's amazing how they promote in any company they promote the idiots. So when I got rode up, uh, our area manager was a new guy, <laughs> and I got rode up uh, anyways because she and I were not seeing eye to eye about things. And uh but all the managers, he got rid of the old managers and hired a bunch of young, a bunch of young girls like to work those positions. Damn. Yeah. And so uh when I signed my little paper, I looked at him and I said, I just want to apologize to you. And he said, well, I mean, you need to apologize the way you've been treating. uh I, I can't cuss uh, this asshole over here. And I said, no, I want to apologize to you. And he said, well, what are you apologizing to me for? I said that I don't have a pair of tits and I can wear a skirt every day because I'd be exactly what you needed uh, in a position that you're looking for. They 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 kept me from getting a job, and, and so if I was and they did hire a woman to a very young woman, blonde headed.
1: <clears throat> but anyways, I had a college professor like that. If you were a male, you couldn't make an A, and the best you could do was a low B. So one day, a buddy of mine who was in the military and he was using the GI Bill. I mean, just out of nowhere. Dr. Cook. Yes. You know, you said that if if we could have anything in the world. He said, yeah. He said, that was the beginning of the semester. He goes, well, I just thought of it. He said, I would wish for a. <laughs> I mean, everybody's like. And he goes, uh, sir. He said. Well, heck, you know, I just sit in the front row with a skirt on every day. I'd get an A and wouldn't even know my name. <laughs> Oh i bet God. it got hot it got heated after class and, and uh he called him he said i need to talk to you after class he's like okay yeah we can talk and so
0: because like, this guy's really probably whipped his ass yes he was. at that point he wound up he wound up having to be in that class Good for man. him he, he gained a little respect i, I think know, that's I, exactly what happened. dude. i had an art professor and he was probably in his i would say late 30s early 40s um in course i was an older guy going back to school and uh we had a lot of like females in the classroom. Uh, they all sat at the front. I don't know if they wore skirts or not, but he was always condescending to the men just so he could make the girls giggle because he made himself look like the alpha male. Yeah. And so I had this project that I just did. I mean, I hated art, I didn't need it. And so, uh, I was going to drop his class. And he always made the comment because when somebody would show up, he'd go, cool in the Herd, and the girls would laugh. Um, and he would make another comment about, uh, what would he say? Uh, only only the strongest survive in here. Say stuff like that. I mean, this is a fucking art class. Yeah. Uh, probably a 100-level art class. Yeah. And so we go in, and I'm just like, hey, I don't, I'm going to drop this class. i, I got to pick up something else. I was like, it's just not working out for me. And he's signing my paper, and he's like, culling the herd. Man, it set me. It burnt me up because I wasn't a kid. I wasn't out of high school. I was, I was a grown-ass man. <laughs> I said, let me tell you something. I said, you, 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 sir, are a failure at what you're doing. And he looked at me like shocked. And he said, how do you figure? And I said, if something you're so passionate about is art, you spent a great deal of time learning all that you could, and now you're a professor at a college. I said, and you're not making anybody interested in what you're interested in.
1: If anything, you're turning off a whole." Yeah, that's
0: what I said. You make people like me never want to pick up any kind of literature about art, go to a museum, nothing. I said, so you may be a professor. In your eyes, it, it may be a great world you live in. I said, but... You're a failure to me. You failed me, and I said, "I just need you to sign my paper right there." And uh, he just looks at me. I said, "As far as uh, survival of the fittest, you wouldn't last ten seconds in my fucking world outside them doors." And he signed my uh, he signed my uh, my slip like John Hancock. <laughs> just yeah, wow, like yeah, just a big huge <laughs> ant. So yeah, so yeah, that was that was a good old time to college. That was probably one of the times I went to college and I wasn't drunk. When I was younger, I used to, yeah. So, hey, um, real quick, before we jump into today's topic and put everybody to sleep, let's go ahead and do this one. Today's What the Florida. Okay, everybody needs to get a visual when I read this. Okay. Listen to what I say, but you need to get a visual. Man fell... Man who fell in water after drinking sprayed himself with a fire extinguisher to dry himself off. Wait a minute. Say that again. I know. I had to read it like 15 times. Say that again. Florida man who fell in water after drinking used a sprayed, fire... himself, sprayed himself with a fire extinguisher to dry himself off. There may be some science in it. I don't know. Well, the only thing I know that a fire extinguisher
1: will do in a pinch is it will chill your beard to drinkable temperatures. I <laughs> It's only good for a frostbite. It's only good. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to open them with gloves, but (laughs) it will chill your beer to a drinkable temperature while the other ones
0: acclimate to the cooler. Arlo's Beer Hacks. Well, this
1: is Mythbusters. I can't
0: take credit for this. (laughs) Tallahassee. A Florida man who wasn't on fire was arrested Tuesday night after police say he sprayed himself with a fire extinguisher in an attempt to dry himself off. Okay, here's where I need everybody to get a, a, a visual. Florida State University police found David Mann, 54, on top of the uh, floor parking garage and was covered in (laughs) extinguisher powder. Uh, Mann told the police he had been drinking and fell asleep, and then he fell in the water. When he woke up, uh, he immediately decided to use the fire extinguisher to try to dry himself off. Could you imagine the cops pulling up in a parking deck, and you got this, this black gentleman covered? In a fire extinguisher powder? It was like
1: he'd run through some powdered donuts. Yeah, yeah, somebody dipped him in some powdered donuts. Or what's his name? Uh, Chappelle. You
0: got any more than fire extinguisher? (laughs) Red balls. (laughs) (laughs) Cocaine in a can. Uh, He was then charged with interfering uh, with firefighter equipment. Third degree felony punishable up to five years. Don't mess with a fire extinguisher. That's what I just learned in this whole lesson. You going to get five years to squeeze a fire extinguisher?
1: no no um
0: apparently can molest children and get out on bond uh though so it's you know or only serve on the weekends yeah just serve on the weekends yeah it's your own leisure leisure private exclusive jail cell man was being held in leon county wednesday night jail records do not list a lawyer for him well that's because the lawyer said whatever you do don't you put my damn name in this file don't you utter my... John word. Doe It's my name. That's who it is. So. Mr. Doe, how does your client plead? Guilty. As <laughs> sin. And stupid. <laughs> he pleads stupid. <laughs> ignorant, <Ignite. laughs> <Ignite. Ignite. laughs> Um We did a case uh, on the Belmont children in Australia. We had got one of our fans from Australia, Cody. Uh, she sent us uh, the information on these Belmont children that went missing. And... In that story, we covered a gentleman's name uh, by the name of Derek Ernest Percy. He was also a gentleman of interest uh, in that case. Um, but he was arrested. He was arrested uh, for abducting a, a small girl, a 12-year-old girl, uh, Yvonne Elizabeth Tui. Uh And she was actually there with one of her friends at the beach. And he abducted – he tried to abduct both of them, and he actually uh, – the little boy had a hatchet. I think he was eleven. Is that right? Is that what it was saying? He was yeah. 11 he was years
1: eleven. Old. He had. That's the only reason he didn't get abducted because yeah, he had a hatchet in his hand, and the
0: guy was scared.
1: Yeah, and the, to, from what I read, whacked. there was a couple of articles that had just said he had a hatchet. I'm thinking there's a eleven uh, year old just walking around the beach with a hatchet, mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, you know, they do I'm things st- different in Australia. I'm still
0: a little blown away that they go to the beach in December. I know. I'm just kidding. Comes, I know. Cracks me up. <laughs> I can't get used to it.
1: But uh, they said in the – this is actually out of the New Zealand Herald, so it's more accurate than anything we find here in the States. (laughs) Or anything that comes out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Said that um, they had – his name was Shane Spiller, and him and Tui was walking down basically a dirt track. Sounds like like a two-track, what we call on a farm. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, they were going to Ski Beach, and they were going to make a fire – with all the driftwood and so he had that so hatchet hatch yep. to chop it up. Yep. And so it made that made, once I read that I was like, Well, that's why he's got one. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I was reading the first Archon's Like. Or South Wales perverts. Yeah. <laughs> Firewood and South Wales perverts. Um, yeah, so he he actually abducted the girl. Uh he he abducted her at knife point. He grabbed her and he threw her into his vehicle. And from there, um did you did you see where that he took her to his place on the naval base or was there was there, he? That's the way that's it, what I could that's the way I read it and I could be wrong. It says that um
1: basically the young boy is and I will say this in the 60s and 70s in Australia they they were Johnny on the spot with they were eyewitness statements. Mm-hmm. They I mean Spiller said that he um actually drew the um Dingling's naval
0: emblem. Yeah. And that's a, how they tied that to it.
1: Yeah, and they went to uh the base. That's where they found it. I don't think he took her there, but he was there
0: washing up and he still yes. had blood on him. Yes it. That's it. Yeah, they said this, They
1: found him within three hours, man. That was I mean quick.
0: quick. But that's the where they were saying Spiller was able to describe Percy, his car, his naval badge, uh on the car. So he had a naval car. Uh description led police to the uh H M A S uh that yeah i uh, think that's right
1: and that yeah this one does say that that basically um he had taken her eight kilometers from the naval base on fisheries road
0: yep so and then you'll you'll we'll get into him a little bit deeper and you'll figure out he he's pretty well about mapping out what he's going to do before he does it so he already had a game plan it wasn't like just some wild compulsive act he was he's a pretty calculated guy um they found him three hours later uh of the murder and caught him red-handed while he was washing the blood off of his clothes. So detectives
1: feel like for the first time they believe they have caught a pedophile sadist red-handed that had a long murder spree. Um, now Percy, of course, just jumps the gun and he denies even being at Ski Beach, and but eventually they take him Um, Like I said earlier, he takes the police down to Devon Meadows off of uh, Fisheries Road, and young Yvonne Tui's body was under some bushes. Um, And Now, this is a little graphic, but uh, she had her wrist behind her, her mouth stuffed with a balled-up cloth, and Percy had strangled her and mutilated her body with long, deep cuts. Um, Young Shane Spiller was forced to identify Percy in the lineup and that basically haunted him for the rest of his life. Yeah, he, it was not something uh, good. And then news newspapers would always show him holding his tomahawk, um, but they they told him, <clears throat> excuse me, they told him he was a hero. They wouldn't have been able to find her as quickly as they could have. But you know, he didn't. He felt inadequate, I guess. But even as an eleven year old, I mean, what could you have done? He had that, you know, Percy had a knife to her to her
0: throat so i mean he thought i guess if he'd done anything he was going to kill her right there right i mean you're in a he's 11 yeah yeah if you were 21 yeah maybe but you're 11 son our 11 year olds uh can't tie their shoes put tied Tots. put pop tarts in the microwave in the full (laughs) wrapper it's okay (laughs) um percy was found to be criminally insane which is hard to do, man. No, because he almost became, he was picked uh, to become a naval officer, but he's insane. Okay. That kind of debunks that. Yeah, If um, you're bright enough to be an officer. In the Navy. In Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he hadn't been found suitable and succumbed to his fantasy world. Uh, charged with a murder. He pleaded insanity, of course, because this is what everybody did when they did some crazy shit and got caught. He was sentenced to be detained. Uh... At the governor's pleasure. Yeah. And I read
1: that. And in, in for people in the States, the, um, Australia and I think Canada too have life sentences, but they're not true life sentences. Yeah. I think they're, I think minimum 25 years and then you're up for, they don't call it parole, but it's like a redetermination or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like a, for a release. And yeah. then that usually doesn't go well either. Going back to Shane Spiller, um, I think once he, Figured out that this guy was going to be possibility for parole. He uh, couldn't handle it at the age of fourteen. At the age of fourteen, he dropped out of school, ran away from home, and became an alcoholic. Yeah, and so he developed some serious drug and alcohol uh, addictions. Was never. Properly treated for PTSD, which they didn't even know that was PTSD. Cody and he. Here
0: is the crazy thing: he lived near Cody. Oh yeah, before he disappeared. Yeah,
1: I remember that. Yeah,
0: she'd she'd told me that.
1: He always believed that Percy would come after him and kill him. Um, He wound up in the New South Wales south coast town of Wyndham, where he slept with a baseball bat and cut a trap door into his living room floor. I can't talk living. I almost said living room. <laughs> Living room whore. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of right there. It. But anyway, uh, he would always ask his friends to jot down the registration numbers of cars in the street.
0: I mean, it's just that's just that's that's tri- lifelong trauma that you can't shake. Yeah. There's no therapy for you. There's there's not much you can do on on a situation like that. Yeah, last
1: time he was seen alive was September 9th, 2002, when he was leave, leaving his quote two room shack for the local store to collect his mail. Not yeah, been seen. Not been seen since. No remains or nothing. So now they I did
0: mean. say that now it's a and it is a um, it's kind of unsolved, if you will. He's unsolved a, a disappearance. Some seem to think that somebody knew that he got a um, not a. Did they call it a bounty? It's like a reward. Yeah, he got a reward. It was five thousand. I think the initial reward was fifty thousand. And they only gave him five of it, which I don't know what the specifics on that were. But they are saying that someone knew that, um, I guess he hung with a rough crowd and they knew that he'd got that $5,000 from the, from the bounty. And, uh, that's what happened to him.
1: And I mean, unfortunately, if you're in that scene, um, your percentages of meeting an untimely death go up exponentially. Um. But, you know, like one of his friends said, they feel like that Percy killed two people that day. You know, it just yeah. took forty, fifty years for
0: for it to take over. You know, and Smith. That's, it's or spiller, sorry. It's awful, man. That's it just is.
1: especially for it to go through that as an eleven year old and then you're an alcoholic at fourteen. Yeah. Shit, I was still playing with teenage mutant ninja turtles.
0: Yeah. And G. I. Joe's. You just playing with G. I. Joes? Yeah. <laughs> the again, big ones. Again. I'm just I know where you can buy some of those. <laughs> Um, it looks like um, Percy appeared to become quite settled in prison. According to a prison office, officer who knew him, he was a chess champion, which means he's very intelligent. He was a stamp collector, which meant he was a fucking nerd. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and one of the best tennis players in the division. He smoked, but despite being in prison for so long, uh, he kept himself very fit. Uh, having working the printing industry uh, for the – Is it Ararat Prison for 11 years? He set up a database uh, and it allocates jobs to prisons. Um, He was said to be a model prisoner. This is the thing that pisses me off. You get these animals in jail and you start trying to sell how they've been reformed or changed or how they're such a good person. Man, it does not take away the fact that they brutally butchered and murdered children or women or anybody, you know, shoot up a, complex somewhere i understand that there's people in this country that have a
1: huge polar opposite opinion about the death penalty i'm perfectly fine with that me too i don't think any less of you right but if you think that you can rehabilitate some of these sadists sexual sadists and you know these uh, it's a
0: proven fact
1: they can't rehabilitate them no and there's a thing i think was it uh john douglas said one of his books that um when it comes to sexual predators, you have a level one, two, and three. A level one through therapy and medication can learn to control
0: urges. You but, know you know what the medication does dulls it out. Right. Dulls this dulls the urge out.
1: But if you're a level two or a level anything level three, you you're on but level two, you're on the borderline. If you don't have someone basically living with you, Keeping a watch on you. re-offend. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it goes back to we have a mental health problem in this country and worldwide, really. But, I mean. But it ain't new. No, it's not new. This happened in the 60s. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Evil's always been evil. Evil's going to be evil. But we need a place. I'm not saying for the criminally insane, which we do. And when they shut down all these state hospitals and. The U.S. That's where you saw a lot of, uh, you know, yeah. skyrocketed, you know, domestic so violence. So there's got to be another way. I mean, do you, are they in a six by six cell? I mean, we can argue that all day long, but my thing is they can't function in society. This person could never function in society. No,
0: he he couldn't already. You know what I mean? Yeah, like in the 60s he
1: couldn't. He sure as hell ain't now when everything's, everything's
0: accessible to yeah. you just by a click of a button. So, yeah. which I think it's made, I think it's made those, those people, I don't hate to call them those animals worse. Uh, yeah. well, they have I access too. to so much stuff now. Because now they're oversensitized. Yep, and then you get a group of people that's uh, sympathetic to them. Yeah, a large group. I just, it's, it's, I, that's I the scary head part. Head it's a large group. Um, however, he kept to himself, received no visitors. Uh, the same uh, prison officer described him as a chess champion and a stamp collector. He was highly intelligent, but you could never get a handle on his real feelings. Uh, more significantly, he said he was our Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I mean, he's
1: so smart that he has fooled everyone especially once he got that criminally insane
0: um label. Thank God that kid got away cuz he would have kept he would have continued to to murder. Uh, yeah. And which we'll go we're about to run through um a a list of children that very well are unsolved, very well could be linked straight to him. Yeah, in the article that I saw, they
1: um the police after, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Percy didn't make his parole. He wound up right passing, but um, he, somehow while he was in prison, he managed to amass files, clippings, and his own perverted handwritten diaries in a Melbourne self-storage unit that he rented from prison. Somehow he rents a self-storage unit and sends shit to the
0: storage unit. That he's writing and drawing and yeah. making.
1: So for 20 years, all this material laid in this storage unit, and it was not until the Victoria Police figured out where he was mailing things that they basically found his, quote, torture fantasies vile Mm cash. They were lists of his shocking desires, um, and so they – the police sergeant, the Victoria police sergeant, Detective Wayne Newman, began to match the writings with some of Australia's unsolved child murders and piecing these six stories that he did, that he wrote in his own handwriting, Mm -hmm. they map it out. And um, he was able to talk to Percy before Percy died of cancer in 2013. And uh, Sergeant Newman was told by Percy that he just couldn't remember whether he killed a particular child or not. But he did recall being present near the site of just about every murder and relative relevant dates.
0: Right. Now he was
1: only convicted for the Tui murder, but like we're about to get into the circumstantial evidence is pretty damning. I mean they basically match his travels with his parents on a seaside caravan with holidays selling regattas to these unsolved crimes. I got to go filterless. <laughs> Basically, they come up with this crazy child murder map, and it's... Ugh. But they said that um, at his early age, he had the hallmarks of a serial killer. Um, he was stealing, wearing women's clothing, developed a fetish for slasher cut underwear and knives. He was born in um,
0: a suburb of Sydney, Strathfield in 1948. So what you're saying is, don't buy this guy new underwear for Christmas. Yeah, like in uh, he's a fan of the ones with <laughs> yeah. holes in it. What's the uh, the hell's wrong with this guy? The
1: what was that Netflix show about the John Douglas and them where they buy that guy shoes and he's over there in the corner? Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 Do yeah. It. yeah. But anyway, um, he was the eldest of uh, three sons. His dad was a railway electrician, Ernest Percy, and his mom, Elaine, was a strong-minded housewife. Um, They're saying that the problems with Derek started in the 60s when the very intelligent but shy boy began engaging in odd behavior. Um, Ernest had taken his family to Mount Beauty in 1961 for his new job at the hydroelectric plant in Victoria's Kiowa Valley. When women's underwear began disappearing from two clotheslines, the rumor was that old teenage Derek was what they called snow-dropping.
0: I don't think I've ever heard it called that. I ain't
1: either. But uh, two of his fellow students from Mount Beauty High School found him in a swimming hole wearing a woman's negligee and knickers. Well, that that wasn't a surprise. No. A sight to see. When uh, Percy's family moved to the tiny snow or the tiny snow mountains town of Concobin in New South Wales for his father's new job, Derek stayed behind at Mount Beauty to finish his exams. He stayed at the family home of his only school friend, Ken Hosking, who lived next door. And Hosking just happened to live next door to the Caserato family. And the Casarados noticed that their daughter's clothing had started vanishing from the Ah, clothes.
0: Of course. Of course.
1: Weeks later, a dump suitcase was found with the clothing slashed and containing newspaper cutouts of women in underwear with faces, breasts, and genitalia cut from the pictures.
0: And he was a teenager at this point? Yeah,
1: he was taking his high school exams, basically. Hmm. And it was around this time that he started his first diary. Which gave graphic descriptions of his torture and rape fantasies.
0: They didn't have any mention of him killing animals, did they? Or pissing the bed? I didn't see yeah. that. Or setting fires. Yeah, yeah.
1: So on the the triad, he's we don't know. I'm pretty sure he's
0: he's locked in. Yeah.
1: So he finally joins his family, and once he gets there, he lures two girls, ages five and six to their uh, his parents' property, and uh, somehow he entices them to show, the, show their genitalia to him. A five- and six-year-old. Yeah. So the girls report it to their parents. Their father told uh, his mom, Derek's mom and dad, but dad just dismissed it and told uh, Derek that he needed to go to the doctor.
0: Oh, he's like, yeah, that's wrong, son. Don't do that.
1: Now, uh, if he had taken it serious, I don't know, you know, I think he's over the line of help, even psych, psych, Psychological- Psychiatric- Yeah, everything. psychologically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. But, um, at 17, that's when the detectives that have kind of read through his, I would hate to have been them to have to to read that shit. Yeah, I know. Sidebar here. I had grand jury duty and there's a girl, a young lady now that, um. She is the – I don't know what her title is, but she's in charge of basically these child predators. So She gets online, and she basically plays Dateline NBC, and she would have to come to the grand jury, and she would have to sit up there and tell us. And, man, I just don't – and I'm friends with her dad, and I talked to him one day. I was like, look, man, I don't – your daughter has a special place in heaven for her to be able to go to work every day. No doubt, and be able to compartmentalize that stuff because mm-hmm. I would, I would want to find them and then I would want to kill
0: them. Yeah, I'd be like, have y'all ever seen Dexter? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah, y'all let them go. I'll, I'll, I'll see them later. Yeah. So right after he turned 17,
1: they think he started, and that was in January 11th, 1965, the Wanda Beach murders, and we
0: kind of touched on some of these yeah. in our previous
1: episode. If
0: you look at the Wanda Beach murders, you got uh, Christine Sherrick and uh, Marianne Schmidt. Uh, both were 16 years old, uh, and they were murdered at Wanda Beach uh, in January 13th of 1965 in Sydney. If you go back and look at his little box of all these little his little stories and things that he did, he had an article of a lesbian couple that he had saved about uh, two lesbians, uh, and at the top of that, he wrote Wanda on the top of that piece of paper. So two girls, he murders both of them at Wanda beach. And then in his, in his his memoirs, I guess, um, that he was mailing to the storage unit that there was an article about a lesbian couple. Uh, and he had wrote, um, uh, he wrote Wanda at the top of it. So which kind of he's like, Hey, I did that one. That was me. That's all me.
1: Well, they say that there was a witness that recalled him actually, you know, they knew him and said that he was actually talking to, both of them on the train, um, and then there was another witness, Marianne's actual younger brother, who was ten at the time. Peter said that he saw Mary and his uh, sister walking and talking with a long-haired blonde youth. Mm-hmm. Said that the youth had a knife in a sheath and carried a spear. At the time, Derek was known to carry a knife, a knife in a scabbard. Um, another boy, Wolfgang. Said that Amadeus, 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 also saw the same boy accompany Mary and his sister to the sand dunes, uh, and then the boy returned alone. Wolfgang said he asked where the girls were, but the youth just kept walking without talking. Um, so the beach party returned without the girls, and then that's when they find their mutilated bodies partially buried in a sand dune. Mm-hmm. Totally did. Oh God. He had uh, mutilated one of their nether regions, lady parts. Yeah, god
0: dang. Um, you got to take a look too. The disappearance of Linda Stillwell, about eight years of age, from uh, it's like St Kilda, Melbourne, uh, on Saturday, August tenth of nineteen sixty eight. She was last seen about five p.m. 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 God, Lord. We tried. My tongue is lazy this morning. Uh, having been playing with her elder brother and sister and some other children near uh, St. Kilda Pier and Luna Park in St. Kilda, uh, foreshore. I was at foreskin. Sorry, what? Sorry. Uh, she'd never been there. Uh, Percy has since admitted to police that he was in the St. Kilda area on the day that she disappeared.
1: Yeah, he was actually, he had been transferred to the troop shift, the HMAS Sydney, which was based out of Melbourne, but was on leave for 18 days from August 5th, which is five days before the abduction of Linda. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, uh, I just don't. And here's here's two that's kind of just like, it's mind-boggling to me, doesn't make any sense. Like, usually a serial killer has a make and a type, um, but... Apparently um I don't even know if he did these two. They're just trying to link him to it. Um you've got uh where did it go? Why did I jump so high? Um there was a murder of Simon Brooke, a three uh, a three year old boy, uh in inner Sydney, uh, in Glebe, uh May nineteen sixty eight. His body was found in a cubby hole near his home. Uh, commenting on this and the Wanda Beach cases was the first arrest. Percy re, uh, repeatedly replied, I could have done it, but I can't remember. Percy has admitted to driving past that location where the body was found that day of the murder. And you've got another one, the murder of Alan Redstone, Red, Six, Redstone, six-year-old yeah. in Canterbury. Well, Canterbury. they're saying
1: on the Brook murder, he had just gotten, um, he was still on the aircraft carrier, the Melbourne, but it was dry docked. Uh, for a year and he had just received his naval rating in electrical mechanics so he was on the he was working on the docks mm-hmm. Um, and he lived at the base near the garden island and commuted through the suburb of where Brooke was found okay so you got him there and then go ahead with the
0: Alan Redston yeah uh, the thing about his is his body was found in a muddy creek near his home who was the one that we covered when we were doing the Beaumont children that the bodies of the two girls were found in a creek. So, but they did find the killer on that. So that's this story with Alan uh, Redston. He, his, his murder is maybe similar to the two little girls that was found. Remember he, he killed them. He strangled them to death, suffocated them with sand in their mouth and he stripped them naked, molested their dead bodies. And then he neatly folded their clothes. Yeah. Even their socks. I can't remember what, who that it was? Another guy, it was another serial killer yeah. in that area, which they thought he had killed the Beaumont girl or children. Um, but this this one down here, who knows? Same time frame, maybe maybe that guy was an active serial killer as well. They're saying the Redstone murder that they his body was
1: actually wrapped in green floor in a green floral house coat and several pieces of carpet. The boy had a piece of hempen rope looped around his neck. Mm. His bindings included a coarse piece of cloth with stripes similar to the colors of Mount Beauty High School's tie. Mm. And Percy's fellow students remember him wearing a homemade version of that coarse tie.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that,
1: that. And then a witness said that they had seen Redstone riding a red push bike with distinctive handlebars. Just so happens Percy owned a similar bike in Mount Beauty and took it with him on holidays.
0: So it was his trophy.
1: And again, you've got that blonde, fair, thin-faced youth between thirteen and seventeen that they wanted to interview.
0: Nobody and, ever interviewed him, and that was the other thing that I thought odd too—that they couldn't use go back after he was arrested for uh, Tui's case. They couldn't go back and check check the DNA for these these other cases. There was a loophole in the law which that it, it did not allow them to do another uh, a DNA test for any of these other murders. Which that's a part where you know. I don't I don't give a shit what the law was. Somebody needed to make an exe, an executive decision, yeah, and uh, put this thing to rest. I didn't know this, but
1: they said a truck driver later came forward and said that they had seen a man that was well groomed with a neat haircut, um, holding Simon Brooks' hand near Jubilee Park when shown a photograph of Percy as a high school student. He identified that's
0: the same guy. Ah, see. And much much like the Beaumont kids, you know, they all walked they were all walking around hand in hand with this guy. Not not Percy, but the person that killed him. At the crime
1: scene of um Brooks, they find two Gillette razor blades, which are Navy issued to sailors. And then later in Percy's diaries, they find a story that he wrote abducting and killing a 3-year-old where he mutilated his genitalia with a razor blade. Mm. Of course, when asked, right. I don't have, know. Could have. Could have. Could have. Maybe I would punch him.
0: Yeah. I'd be uh, that'd be straight up a real police brutality story right there. I'd be more than happy to give up my badge. Yep. For that. Um but I think if we go take a look at the Beaumont children, the only thing that keeps Percy to me from Percy being the guy on that is the age, age discrepancy. Because um, they were saying what the the guy that they noted with the Beaumont children was in his 30s. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. But the, the blonde,
1: fair-haired.
0: But, and also, though, it doesn't
1: seem like... Because
0: at the time of the Beaumont children's uh, disappearance, Percy wouldn't even be been able to drive.
1: Right, and then the Beaumont children, that was a long play with them. Yeah. He had been seen multiple days kind of yeah. gaining their trust. Right,
0: and, he, and then Percy seems to be like a... Something snaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he picks impulsive. Out, yeah, he picks out one, sees He's it, impulsive and, and, and it. then goes yep. for yep. it. Well, there was an attempted
1: abduction in on April 1st, 1969, and he still, now this time in 69, he was stationed on the HMAS Cerebus um, in Western Bay, Victoria, which is about 90 kilometers southeast of Melbourne, and he actually ad- attempted to abduct a 12-year-old girl on a bike near the base, but she got away And then um, something happened four months later, and she identified Percy as her attacker. So, I mean, that's April first of sixty nine, and then he murders Tui July twentieth, sixty nine. Yeah,
0: so he had the urge; it was just building, and he, but yeah, I mean, because at this point, he's kind of looking like a rookie. You know what I mean? He's looking like a rookie. He's gotten
1: he's gotten away with. If we believe he's done the other ones, he's gotten away with a lot of sloppy.
0: That makes me skeptical that he's, that he's, that these are, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's so much like a rookie in the beginning. Like he's making so many mistakes.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, then, like, and then they, they catch say, him. Yeah. They kind of catch him in his early stages. If he was, you know, he's what, under the age of 20 when he does those other ones. Yeah. I mean, he just gets lucky because they're on holiday. Yeah. And they're traveling in that van. I mean, I don't know, man. There's
0: there's a lot, um, you know, a lot of compelling uh, what similarities to a lot of these cases. But I don't know, man. I just think there's a lot of active serial killers in that area, like child predators in that area, and uh, it's of course in in the eyes of the police, they want to they want to find the perpetrator so they can give the family some peace, you know, give give the community some peace. And I think sometimes uh, people get accused for crimes they didn't commit when they did get accused for one they did commit, just to kind of lump it all in there. Yeah, and you're in that thing
1: where does a positive outweigh a negative or a negative outweigh a positive where he's off the streets. You called him red-handed, Thank washing God blood. This
0: guy's off the streets. If you had
1: taken it seriously, what, three months earlier with the abduction and she identifies him, maybe by not. the very
0: least he's – In jail for a little while. Yeah,
1: he's off the streets, but yeah. then you're looking at he's going to be released because it's just attempted. Mm-hmm. But I think the perfect cover for him was the Navy. I do too.
0: I mean, because he was stationed – he moved and, around on the coast a whole lot, and then previously he was. Uh, I wonder if they went back and looked for any unsolved murders, any in uh, any other providences on the coast that they had traveled to. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I think I would. I would think. I would they, think they did that once they find that cash and they start going. That sergeant that I read about, he
0: they he seemed like he had his his shit together. Yeah, so, I do too. I do, I think so. I think they did a thorough investigation on this. I guy. think
1: once he found that, because I mean, they find it probably. Percy's already been diagnosed with cancer. A lot of people would have just been, I'm not putting myself through that. He's going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. But you took a, you know, an oath to protect and serve. I don't know what their thing is down there. But, I mean, g- kudos to him because he could have easily kicked that can down the road. Sure. I would not want to go through boxes in a storage for a s- sexual sadist pedophile at all. But, I mean, I think there's a pull to the – detective the way the article was written that he wanted to see if he could find closure
0: i think you almost got to be dark to work that job you've got to have you've got to have some something in your life put it somewhere well i think you've got it i think another good thing to or not good but another think a compelling component of that job would be someone that has been affected by a case like that yeah oh definitely definitely i think they make the best their 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 sensories are dull when it comes to those things, there's not much more that you could do or show or say to somebody that's been sexually abused as a child that would be true. I didn't think about that. That would be uh, something that they couldn't deal with. You know what I mean? Like uh, they, you can't show them anything they hadn't already been through.
1: No, and I, th- I, I mean, it's just thank God I don't have to do that because I, I would be Dexter. Sure, you know, once I realized that the courts aren't going to do what they're supposed to, then.
0: Yep. God sent me. Yeah. God sent me here to uh, arrange a meeting <laughs> yes. with you and him. <laughs> yeah. So, what is that on the Blues Brothers? Yeah. It's a message from God. From God. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> that was it. That, that holds it. the line. I got a three quarters tank of gas, pack of smokes. If <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen Blues Brothers in a while, that's your homework. <laughs> so, um, I still think the Beaumont children, uh, I think Mr. S- uh, Satin is our perpetrator on that one I, I, and i know he was a powerful man he was in a ran in uh circles of very powerful influential people um, owned all those properties
1: and stuff yeah so i i don't think percy did the i don't think the he did that. he's too
0: sloppy he's too sloppy
1: yeah yeah and you know th- was it well never mind right, i went well, that's a huge tangent. I won't go down. But anyway. Hi, go ahead and bring, uh, it, bring it up. It'll give me something to think about. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll tell you later. Okay, okay. But, um, you know, I guess with the Beaumont children, you can make a couple of arguments. I'm sure, you know, you can make an argument that it was Percy. Percy doesn't have, unless we can be proved wrong, Percy doesn't have the uh, that nurture after, you know, where he kind of washes and... So I mean it's a that one's an odd one. I think that's an outlier. Yeah. But I'm like you, I think um I like satin for that one. Yeah.
0: I just think he's super sloppy. And I don't think that um now these that
1: circumstantially tie him to and you know, and, well a lot of people put in there oh, that's a huge uh distance to travel.
0: Not by boat. Well, and if you're all, if you're on leave for seven or eight days, you're not going to shit in your own bed. No. Well here here's here's my my point of view on or my t- my take uh, my my opinion. I don't think he killed anybody other than Tui. I think he tried to kill a girl two months prior. She got away. He saw the impulse. He killed Tui. He was ra- He was not rational. He was in a fit of whatever goes was going on, uh, and he uh, acted impulsively and tried to snatch up two kids, and uh, and he got caught. I think he killed her. I don't think he killed anybody else. You don't think he killed anybody when he was younger? I don't. I don't because he would be better at it. As he well, got that's older. true. I see your argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think as I... he got older, he would be better at it. He would have honed his craft. They all, they all state, they all state. If you go back and look, the first one's the, the sloppiest. first one's the sloppiest one. So, uh, so if he's done, if he's killed, how many people did we say? There's One, at least two, five three, or six. four, five, six. So if he's killed six people already, he's he's, and that's when he's young. He's got older. But he's he's impulsive and sporadic, and he's not he's not clean. Nothing's clean. He's doing. He's just it's too it's too erratic. Even with the son of Sam,
1: you know he his was an impulsive. He would be driving and see somebody, but he had figured out how to escape.
0: And I know people can go back and say too. They can say, "Well, look at Bundy. He was calculated, clean. Everything he done was clean. You couldn't find these bodies. He was very." But then the deeper he got into it, the more sporadic, impulsive he became. He like, knew he was going to jail when he walked into that nursery. When he went yeah into the college. When he walked into the college, he knew he was already gonna go to jail and he was gonna get a few more before he went in. This guy was under everybody's radar. Nobody knew anything about him, you know. He wasn't a high prolific case. Well, and
1: I think the other thing that may have worked in his favor, which uh I think being a naval guy, I mean everybody's got the same
0: uniform yep you're just another probably the same haircut you're just another number yeah you got the same haircut short same of uniform. you being
1: and i don't know what the average blonde naval officer is down there but i mean short of you i stand, imagine it would be pretty pretty high you know short of you being redheaded you're probably not gonna stand out right right you know so i mean he had the perfect cover so i mean i see your argument and you've kind of swayed me back to the he may have only done two because
0: i'm sitting here wanting to uh
1: no man, no. but yeah. you're right. I mean, your logic's right.
0: Yeah, I, these dudes, these dudes. The more they do it, the the better they. And get he's at highly
1: it. intelligent. I think that's why, I, you know, I'm leaning more towards what you said because he is highly. I would dare say he and argue that he is so intelligent he convinced the psychiatrist he was insane.
0: Oh, for sure. Like, well, they even stated he was their version of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he's highly intelligent.
1: Yeah, he can play the game. So I yep. mean. Yeah, I don't. Thank God he died of cancer before they put him out and you know that's the the bad thing is I had read another article about the um the the kid with the tomahawk said that he constantly was under that fear that he was going to get out. Yep.
0: Yeah, I would be too, of course. Yeah, cuz he had to, he had that's the other thing that people were missing and then we said it, but he, he had to go as an 11-year-old boy. And identify his mutilated, naked best friend on the beach, and say that that's my best friend. That's her. I mean, yeah. You talk about getting fucked up for life, for life. And it's just like you said, he killed two people that day. He yeah. did. It took forty years to bury the second that, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, great case, Cody. Thank you for pointing us in the right direction on this one. And and we this this whole topic has me interested and intrigued. I think there's a lot more things going on than uh, than. Anything that we could have, uh, we could have ever, we ever could have came across. I mean, it, we had so many. Uh, there's so many different stories. There's so many different missing kids. We haven't even gotten into the Aboriginal uh, stories, where these these Aboriginal uh, men and women and children are gone missing. And it's much like the case that we have up in Canada with uh, our First Nations people, uh, where their children—they're finding these mass graves of these children. Um we are going to dig into that as much as we can. We'll try to get as much information as we can on uh on the Aborigines and uh those those unsolved mysteries and missing cases. If you guys have anything, please send it to us. Uh, send it to our Facebook Messenger, send it to the Mysterious Breeze Messenger, Instagram Messenger, email us, uh give us give us what you know cuz I feel like there's are so many crimes that going gone on that has not been addressed. And just we been know, under a rug.
1: Yeah, And we know during the colonization with the British, there was mass murder. Yeah. They tried to quote civilize them. Correct. Um, and I, you know, and this is a bad example, but this is the only thing I've got, but in that movie quickly down under where they're running those women off that cliff.
0: Yeah. God, did I forgot all about that? So you just mentioned that that's at
1: terrible. the very end when they killed the plantation owner, um, the the guys, the servants, just rip their clothes off and yeah, walk out in the bush. Walk out
0: in the bush, yeah.
1: And that's the thing. I mean, you can't. It's like, like you said, with the Canadian stuff, they tried to beat the Indian out of them up there. Hey,
0: we didn't do any better to them in the United States either. No, but so. I had
1: an I had a conversation with my father in law Saturday about this. He had asked a question about something. I said, I said, look, I I said I know as a country, our dark spot is the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. I said, but I feel like some of these other countries were like, here, hold my beer. Yeah, they did. I I think Canada did 10 times as worse than we did. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the mistreatment of them. And he grew up in Indiana, uh, Protestant. My mother-in-law grew up Catholic and went through the whole Catholic school situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my father-in-law, you know, doesn't, he never converted to Catholicism. Sure. And uh, he's like they're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cult in (laughs) itself. But, uh, no, he, we got to talking about that and I said, I said, I don't know. I said, I didn't know about it. I said, but you know, just, I just a cursory Google search of mass graves of first nation people in Canada. I said, and then I said, uh, short of having a search engine, which I think I figured something out for us that may help with Cody. Okay. Um, but, um, I said, Short of a search engine that goes through Europe, you can't find anything about these other natives. I guess for the countries that they're in, I said, and then I brought up like Cody was talking about the Aborigines. I said, you know, the same thing can we can go into the Horn of Africa? If, depends on what tribe you're from, man. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's genocide going on in Africa right now. Right now, still to this day, and it's on high levels. They they're still slave trade in Libya. Oh yeah, they're still selling people in Libya. And if you not don't not think sex so. trade, but I'm talking about full-ass, full-grown men uh, with chains around their necks and ankles today, 2021, in Africa, in Libya, and all those countries. So, But the news media won't tell you about that. No, they won't. But we will, because
1: we need the news. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of which, <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed, and uh, but Ghislaine Maxwell's defense rested. This is the biggest sham of a
0: fucking case i have ever seen in my well, life it is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. She walks four witnesses is all they call to this trial four fucking witnesses and they didn't even call the main girl from australia in to testify it is the biggest railroad sham case if she walks she suicides within six months she will be suicided uh did you see what I posted? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. All right. Why
1: do I have to do everything by myself? It's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's absolutely uh, not going to surprise me a bit when she, she gets cleared or she gets some sort of goofy little sentence and she ends up dead. Yeah. She's, she's going right. to die of COVID. She is going to die of COVID. And if you think for one fucking second... That uh, she is going to jail Nope It ain't gonna happen <laughs>
1: it Ain't gonna happen so. it, ain't, it ain't man I just When I saw that Friday I think I saw it
0: Friday Where they had rested I was like Are you fucking kidding this me This is the trial of this century And it's over in less than a month You talk about
1: Painting over a turd They yep. didn't even put two coats on it No they
0: didn't <laughs> They just hit it with a With a semi-gloss <laughs> shined it up real good so (laughs) that'll do (laughs) (laughs) well uh arlo man thank you for coming in yes Uh, it was a good time and uh everybody's listening to this please go support uh, mysterious Bruce podcast uh you can find them on all uh social media platforms and podcast platforms uh that's where arlo uh his mainstay his home away from home is here (laughs) but he is he is one of the mysterious uh Gentleman on mysterious breeze,
1: and if y'all are interested, we just did an episode on a Canadian man that built himself his own UFO house.
0: That's impressive. Yeah,
1: and uh, somehow the Royal Mounted Canadian Police um, couldn't distinguish between a pink truck and a blue truck. I don't see how. Yeah, that's exactly how I was. So if you're interested, check us out tomorrow. We drop on Tuesdays. So when you listen to this, if it's past Tuesday, go back and uh, check us out, man. It's it's an interesting case, a very interesting case.
0: Oh, crap, and I forgot. Uh, Spotify, you can now rate us, so we need a five. So go to Spotify. Even if you don't, if you listen to us on something else, we'd appreciate going to Spotify and giving us a rating. Give us a five. Those are our favorites. And uh, do the same for Mysterious Brews as well. Y'all take care of us. We'll take care of you, and y'all t- we'll check you later. See ya. I feel like this was, what was a 1970s radio station. I just like tried to jingle out. WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, (laughs) let me get my (laughs) Band-Aids. All right, later. See y'all.